I'm Marla. And I'm Erica. And you're listening to Royal Tea, a podcast where we discuss all the latest royal family drama, obsess over Meghan Markle, gossip about love and romance, and just generally live vicariously through their bougie lives. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about Megan's birth plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some gossip about the young royals. Uh? Air for it. <laughs> <laughs> and we're also going to have to talk about the nanny. Oh, yeah. We need to talk about this nanny. Yeah. All right. So should we get into it? Definitely. Okay. Well, why don't we kick things off with um, our first segment, Princess or Peasant? Uh, as you guys know, and in this segment, we reflect on our personal lives over the past week, and we share a royal success or a royal fail. So, Marla, are you having a princess moment or a peasant moment? I'm having a bit of a peasant moment. Uh-oh. Yeah. I can't wait to hear this. I don't know how you could. You have a fabulous cat shirt on right now. It actually has to <gasps> do with my cat. Okay. I now have painted myself as a crazy cat lady, which is fine. I mean, you have a podcast about the royal family, so it's to be expected. That's right. It's adjacent. (laughs) It's cat lady adjacent. This is your brand. It is. I'm completely on brand. (laughs) So I have a cat, and he's awesome, and he usually sleeps with me every night. Mm -hmm. But for the past week, he refuses to sleep with me, and he sleeps in a chair. He just will not come to bed. And it's really giving me a complex. What do you think that's about? I don't know. I feel like I've done something wrong. You have no prevailing theories? Did you say something to insult him? <laughs> I must have. <laughs> I don't, at first I was like, well, maybe he's just hot. But it's been cold. It's been cold. It's been raining. So cold. He would usually be a little snuggle bug. But mm. he's just not that into me right now. Have you changed anything in your house in the past week? Not to my knowledge. <laughs> Because my boyfriend and I have been noticing that our cat, because we also are cat people. Mm-hmm. As again, to be expected. As to be expected. We've been noticing that, like, you know, like, we have a chair by the front door that I put my bags on when I get home. Mm-hmm. And, like, I moved my bags recently because we were having people over for dinner. And she, like, instinctively went over to that chair and just plopped down in it and would not move. And then, like, another time we, like, moved a pillow off of another chair. And, like, then she went over there. So I wonder if maybe there's something unusual going on. I'm going to have to do a little detective work. With that chair? Yeah. Maybe. you got to put the, the dots together. I know. Until then, I'm just feeling like a peasant. <laughs> I'm real upset about it. I'm so sorry. I know. How dare your cat make you feel that way? Bowie. <sighs> Bowie. What a jerk, Bowie. Know your place. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sad. I know. And how about you? Did you have a royal success, royal fail? I'm going to say that I am having a princess moment. Ooh. This is going to be a stupid story. I'm very excited. <laughs> <laughs> so I was having lunch today at, you know, the Shake Shack, where all princess mm. moments yeah. happen. Um, and I went up to the counter. And I ordered my food, and as the cash cashier <laughs> words, yeah. mm, as the cashier was swiping my card, mm-hmm. he was like, "I really like your glasses." Which, if you guys have not seen me before and don't know who I am, I wear large, ridiculous glasses. And he was like, "I really like your glasses." And I was like, "Oh, thank you." And he was like, "They really go with 
your whole aesthetic. Oh. And I was like, you were seen. I have an aesthetic. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me? What? Because if anyone knows me intimately and has seen my closet, they know that I own approximately seven pieces of clothes. You're Marie Kondo's dream. <laughs> dream. Yeah. I have a very minimalist closet just because oh my gosh. She, of a she, number of factors. She'd be so joyful. She'd probably just sleep in there. She probably would. She'd be so happy. She would hate me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, but I, I mean, for someone who dresses so simply, I was over the moon. I felt like Meghan Markle just knowing that I have an aesthetic. You were seen. I was in seen Shake Shack. in the Shake Shack, where all princesses are discovered. That's amazing. Thank you. And I'm, Marie Kondo, if you're listening, <laughs> we found your like <laughs> prize specimen. <laughs> it's a me. I mean, my closet is not organized. That's the thing that she wouldn't like. It's pretty messy, but but it only but has those seven, seven pieces of clothing are really messy. <laughs> My closet is a nightmare. See, you know what? I'm going to tell you, you're going to feel a lot better if you actually clean it out. That's a part of my problem is that, like, I'm very okay with getting rid of stuff. Oh. Very okay. I am not okay with that. But then I don't always have the time to, like, re go shopping and restock my closet. We have opposite problems. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I should definitely get new things. <laughs> get rid of stuff? No. I mean, I know that this is a flaw on my own, but I feel like any time when I have free time, free time that I would spend shopping, I'm always like, oh, I should be working on something. I should be writing or I should be, you know, doing comedy-related things. So then I never go shopping until, like, I have, like, a massive hole in my pants. And I'm like, oh, crap. online shopping? You don't just, like, randomly find yourself on a page with a cart full of things that you can't afford? Here's the thing. I I don't like online shopping because I really like to see the way things fit. Okay. And I know that if I buy something online and I get it, that I won't return it. Oh. And because I'm lazy and I don't have time. So I, like, really only shop in person so that I can feel the way through okay. and then not have the burden of returning. No, my, I hate returns. I hate returns more than anything. I don't love them, but I'll do it. I mean, I definitely am very familiar with the return button on Amazon, and my UPS people know me. Amazon does have a good policy. I just don't want, like, another thing to think about. I understand. I understand. But, but occasionally I will buy something online out of desperation. Like this I bought online a gray shirt. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'm just filling the audience yeah. in. Thank you for doing that. Um, I buy, buy things in all places at all times. <laughs> Probably need to get rid of some things. Um, I mean, we're getting way off track we here. Are. But you guys don't want to know our shopping on, I do want to say, because we're talking about Marie Kondo, mm-hmm. that I saw an article yesterday about a girl, a college girl who lived, I think, in her dorms. That Did you guy see this? in the closet yeah. who was wearing her clothes? She found a guy in her closet wearing her clothes, and I could not help but think, you know what? Americans have been making fun of Marie Kondo a lot, <laughs> but if they <laughs> embrace this method, you would not have a man hiding in your closet that she you is, didn't know about. She's looking out for the safety of Americans. Yes. Good job, Marie. Terrifying. Not, not sure how we ended up spending so much time on Marie Kondo when we're talking about the royal family, but well, there you go. We're launching a new podcast about Marie Kondo. <laughs> and 
and it starts right now. Hard left turn. <laughs> anyway, before we get into our next uh, segment, mm-hmm. I feel like there was something very unexpected in mm-hmm. our last episode that has caused some drama. It has caused some true drama. Who knew digestive biscuits could be so divisive? <laughs> the thing that is crazy to me is that the last episode, the episode that people were responding to had nothing to do with digestive cookies. It was just a one-off. It was a comment. Comment. I went home. I went to bed. I never thought about digestive cookies again. Me neither. Until today. <laughs> I kind of forgot we talked about them until there too. was a lot of Outrage. Talk. A lot of outrage. Trolling, even. Okay. So it started, for me, with my mom, who, after she listened to the episode, texted me a very sad face and was, like, just trolling me about the fact that apparently we had digestive cookies growing up. She texted me saying, can't believe you didn't know what a digestive cookie is. Sad face. They're like graham crackers, only round. And then went on to troll me on Facebook. Because mm-hmm. she can't just troll me on one platform. No, on my page, no less. <laughs> I thought there was like a family fight breaking out. I thought, I'm hosting this craziness. <laughs> I mean, there basically was. She went on to just talk about how like we had them growing up. People, I have Googled digestive cookies at this point. <laughs> I assure you, I have never seen these things in my life. I don't know what the hell a digestive cookie is. My mom is a liar. But she's real sad. You have brought shame <laughs> upon the family. <laughs> I don't know why she's so sad about this. I don't know. But other people were chiming in. I got other text messages from people being like, you have to have a digestive cookie. Other people were... Oh, my aunt was trolling me and she was like, these are... These are like old people. Yeah, geriatric, geriatric cookies. I know. So I just want to say I feel like I'm siding with your aunt where these sound like geriatric cookies. Oh, they might be geriatric, but Why they is everyone are praising so them? good because they are delicious. Have you tasted one okay. yet? Okay. Well, here's the thing. All right. Knowing that we were going to recap this, I went to the grocery store. Because it was a, it was a thing, guys. Yeah, it was a true thing. And you know what? I spent Did you a, find them? I spent a long time looking in the cookie section at the local Ralph's. Okay. <laughs> I'm scared about what you're going to pull out of your purse. And I couldn't find anything that was labeled digestive cookie. Oh, dear Lord. But I got some things. <laughs> oh, God. I thought maybe were similar. Oh, no. Okay, don't yell no at me. <laughs> I saw what she pulled out, guys. Okay, this is not it? That's not it? It says no. European cookies or something on there. They're they're crispy butter biscuits. Okay. Petit beurre biscuit. Okay, and then what about these? There's my these English. Pims? And Pims. Pims orange. I mean... This doesn't look like it to you? No. Marla is giving me the grossest look on her face <laughs> that I've ever seen. For, okay, digestive biscuit fans, you got to troll her again Here's another week because she doesn't get it. Here's the thing <laughs> that I want to say is if digestive cookies were so good, first of all, they would not be called digestive cookies because that's a disgusting name. Well, there's a Second branding of all, problem. I'm not done. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Second of all, if they were that good, have you seen the Ralph's grocery cookie aisle 
It's gigantic. And if digestive cookies were that good, they would have them. The fact that they did not have them can only tell me one thing, that they're gross, that they can't be stocked because they're bad. She's causing a cookie war. (laughs) This is going to be an ongoing (laughs) battle. This is the only thing people are going to be screaming at us about. But anyway, if you— I will find us digestive cookies. And listeners, if you know where I can get some digestive cookies— I mean, I'll eat these anyway. I'm going to try these Pim's cookies because I bought them. And like I said, I'm not going to go through the effort of returning them. So these I are, yeah. I, I know already that I'm going to hate this because I don't like. I don't like orange and chocolate. I don't, same. I don't like it. And it's always on the Great British Bake Off. Everybody's always breaking out the orange and chocolate. I feel like it's a classic combination that I just have never understood. Don't get it. Don't like it. So. All right. And Marla is opening the other container. Butter biscuits. These are hard to open. Which I like the name. I like biscuits. I like butter. So butter biscuits is not anything like. My mom says that they're like graham crackers. Oh, digestive. Only round? I guess. Yeah. I would remember if I had had these. Do you want to try the Pims? Uh, yeah. I mean, for the sake of this, I will try them. I wish there was a trash can in here because I feel like I'm going to hate both of these. Well. We could throw them in my coffee cup if need be. <laughs> I'm also having issues opening them. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and bite into this yeah. Pims thing that I know I'm going to hate. Hmm. Okay, well, I already hate the orange. <laughs> I'll just, I'm mm. glad that we're chewing on air. I know. Sorry, guys. I will say the texture of this I love. She's eating the Pims. Mm-hmm. What, is it gooey, soft? It's like kind of a soft cookie. The chocolate tastes very good. Is um, it really orangey? Am I going to hate this? It's slightly orangey. Orangey enough to where you'll probably hate it. Okay. Um, how did you feel about the other one? Um, I tried the butter biscuit. It's kind of like a thin, crispy shortbread. Not similar to a digestive? No. But good. You could dunk that in some tea. Oh, that sounds good. All right, I'm going to try the Pims now. All right, good luck. God bless. (laughs) She didn't even taste it before she made a gross face. I don't like... (laughs) It's like a marshmallow (laughs) texture, which is my nightmare. Oh, you don't like the texture? This <laughs> is so gross. I'm sorry for anybody who likes Pims. I instantly regret not videotaping this. <laughs> Do you not like marshmallows? I don't understand. I don't like marshmallows. I love roasting them. I don't like eating them. <laughs> now Erica's confused. You don't like eating them after they're roasted, too? No, I'm the best person to go camping with because I am amazing. At roasting marshmallows, but I don't like eating them, so I just roast them for other people. I can't, I can't put words together. I can't even understand how someone could not like marshmallows. I don't like the texture. <laughs> I think it's what's the gross. texture? They're just soft. Yeah. You don't eat other soft things. It's like a gooey, mushy. Ugh. I don't know. Maybe I like crunchy you know things. I can't say that you're a reliable source because if you like something that is called a digestive cookie, if you're pra- <laughs> if that is your metric for something delicious, I'm concerned. I, I would eat a digestive any day over a marshmallow. You know what? And I'll stand by that. People, I instantly regret who I chose as Wait. my podcast. <laughs> do you like these butter biscuits though? I do. They're, they're very good. boring. But they're boring, but they're good. I can't imagine ever going to a grocery store again and being like, mm, got to get me some of these biscuits. 
<laughs> Gotta get me some butter biscuits. But I'm eating the rest of it. Which... I mean, neither of us finished our our Pimm's cookies. Yeah. Any Pimm's fans, reach out. <laughs> we got a box for you. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably stale by the time you get to us, but you can have them. So we're going to move on to our next segment in the headlines. And uh, in the headlines is our segment to discuss everything that's happening with the royals right now, from love and romance to family feuds. And this week, uh, we're going to be discussing a couple things. But I feel like Marla is really the one in the know this week. So Marla, fill me in. About Harry and Meghan's birth plan? Yeah, tell me about it. So, details were released. Uh But, and this is very shocking for a lot of people, a lot of royal followers, but Uh Megan, but not so shocking when you think about Megan. I mean. She'd like to do a natural birth. Okay. With a doula. Yeah. Apparently there hasn't been a doula used in the royal family birthing plans for hundreds of years. Okay, can you fill us in if someone doesn't exactly know what a doula does? Ah, geez. Do you know? It's Um, like an assistant. Yeah, they're like birthing masters. I feel like they work on relaxation and breathing. Oh. And I'm sure people, if this, if we mess this up and it doesn't get as much play as digestive biscuits, I'm going to understand where everybody's priorities lay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's somebody who kind of coaches moms through like relaxing and breathing. And they're more focused on the mom and kind of okay. helping that process, mm-hmm. I believe. They're like um, a birthing assistant, right? Yeah, okay, I think great. that's fair. Um, but she w- won't be doing what Kate did and having it in, in the Lido wing and then immediately showing the baby after. They're, oh. So yeah. when are we going to see the baby? Well, they might show. I don't know what they would do at Frogmore. So they'll have the baby at home? That's the plan, okay. apparently. Hmm. Yeah. I also saw that apparently she's using acupuncture and something called hypnobirth. Have you heard of hypnobirth before? I hadn't heard about it until today. Where's Megan learning about these things? (laughs) I feel like all her bougie mom (laughs) friends. Oh, probably, yeah. Yeah. I feel like moms would all know about this. I feel like I should clarify that hypnobirth, if you're not familiar, Mm -hmm. is apparently a technique that has a lot of deep breathing it's supposed to help uh, reduce pain uh, during labor. It sounds very... Uh, Relaxing? <laughs> sounds like a deep yoga class. I mean, hypnobirth, though, sounds very, um, like... Mm, I mean, I'm obviously thinking of hypnosis, so it makes right. me think, like, ooh, where are you going while you're pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> Not there. <laughs> Every time you hear the sound of a chicken, are you going to go into labor? <laughs> I think that's definitely what it is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Um, but, yeah, it's, I'm interested to see what comes out later. Or even what the queen is. Right. No, I just mean about, like, how people are viewing this, you know? Yeah, I wonder how people are viewing this. I mean, what do you think of it? I mean, why not? Yeah. I, I guess... If you can, I mean, it seems so her. Like, it does. without even it really putting, because I don't really know the options and what I would do, but it seems like something that she would do. She's very into yoga. Her mm-hmm. mom's very into yoga. Do you think they're going to do yoga while I feel like she's... it's really on brand. <laughs> it feels very on brand. I have to say that. It's 
spot on on brand. Yeah. You know, obviously, I would never shame anyone for their choices. Do what you feel good, you know, about when you're having a baby. That's a big decision. But Mm -hmm. I will say, having a baby sounds terrifying. Yes. And I can't imagine doing that. I mean, doulas are trained. They know what they're doing. I have some friends who are doulas who are very competent people. But the idea of giving birth without all of the amenities of a hospital sound... I bet the hosp- there must be a hospital close by, right? If something went wrong? I guess. I mean, for... For the royal family, I'm sure anything is possible. There's going to be a helicopter in the yeah, backyard, just probably. Looming. It just makes me a little nervous. But, I mean, more power to her. I'm just so curious. In a way, it's kind of like a throwback to the old royals. Because they must have had home births. I mean, they must have, right? Like, you I, mean, pre-hospitals. I think it was... Well, didn't we discover it was, like, Diana, I feel like, was yes. the first person who... So- I'm pretty sure the queen gave birth at home. So maybe she's, like, on board with this. Oh, maybe. Maybe she, like, you know, she gave, like, like, a wink and a nudge to Megan and was like, yeah. Bring it back home. Bring it back to tradition. Get rid of that Diana tradition. (laughs) I got to say, I would be more on board with Diana's methods, though. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Megan. (laughs) And then there was also, um, they were talking about... um, the baby room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the baby's yeah. room. And that there's... The nursery? Yeah, the nursery. That's the word I'm looking for. And We're struggling of, today. We are. There are a lot of people talking about that they used vegan paint and being, like, oh, oh, very wait. upset. What? Yeah, they used vegan paint. What makes paint vegan or not vegan? I guess, and again, I, I just learned this today, is most paint would have crushed up bugs or parts what? of animals what? to... Mm-hmm. I'm Googling this. I can't accept this. She doesn't even believe me. I've never heard in my life vegan paint. Yeah, but apparently they used vegan paint in the nursery. And Harry is a big tech guy, so everything will be able to be controlled by their smartphone, which I think is kind of cool, but also hackers. Like, yeah, aren't they worried? Yeah, dangerous. Yeah. Um, okay, I just googled vegan paint, and the first thing that came up is an article by artnet.com. The headline is, unsettled by the dead animals in your paint? Welcome to the world of vegan art supplies. <laughs> what? Erica's mind is blown. My mind is blown. Kind this of is, like she wished you could see my face when I ate that Pim's cookie. I wish you could see her <laughs> face now. You guys, wow, I didn't know about this. This is concerning. I'm a vegetarian. I don't know if you know this, but um, I feel very disturbed by this. Yeah, so I had no idea that there's all that in paint. but I didn't either. Rest but good, that's cool. I yeah. do uh, give my stamp of approval to that. Totally. And I guess it's healthier for the environment and for humans. Huh. So. Who knew? Though they're spending $4 million to renovate. How much of that do you think goes to the paint budget? <laughs> it can't be that $4 much. million dollars of it? Yeah, all $4 million <laughs> to having non-animal paints. Um, but apparently that is taxpayer money, which... It is. Yeah. Does that make you feel bad? Kind of. I kind of think about, 
here's all these people paying taxes and maybe they can't afford something that's... I just started to feel bad for the moms who couldn't afford mm-hmm. maybe that level of niceness or vegan paint or whatever they needed for yeah. their babies. And I thought, And oh. they're paying taxes for, so these people to have them? Yeah. So these people to have them? I, I don't know what's going on with me today. My brain is broken. Yeah, I got a little sad, though, when I I'm read so that. I'm so sorry. That is... I mean... I think that's, like, the weird thing about the royal family that I think a lot of people are conflicted about is... The nursery really hit it home for me. Yeah, I mean, of all the things. I know. Why this? I think I just... Not the jewels? Not the -the over-the-top weddings? Some poor mom struggling to get by reading this article being like, I would love to have that for my baby, but I can't afford it. But I'm giving my money to you so you can have your teched out nursery and vegan paint. So there you go. Got really emotional about fictional single moms just trying to make it in London. (laughs) I am curious. We should make a note of this. (laughs) (laughs) I am curious like how the budgeting process works for the royal family. Do you know much about that? I don't know much about that. We're going to have to research that. I'm clearly making up fictional characters. (laughs) In episodes that we've said we're going to have to make a note of that is staggering. It is, really. Well, speaking of taxes and mm-hmm. things, Uh-oh. there was another big news story that we wanted to hit on about Brexit. Yeah. And the escape plan for the royal family if everybody starts rioting. Okay, so let's see. I know that right now there's a lot of controversy around Brexit because they're trying to come to an agreement about how Brexit will actually play out. So they've said, for those of you who maybe are not so involved in the news or politics, the British people years ago now voted to separate from the European Union. And so then that put their government in the position of having to try to figure out like the details, the concrete, finite details of what exactly will have to happen in right. order for them to separate. Uh, and so far, no agreement has really worked out. <laughs> no. <laughs> because the British people basically, before they voted, were sold a whole bunch of information that has turned out to be Not accurate. Um, Less than accurate. (laughs) Less than accurate. Um, And so obviously people are very frustrated. Um, It's causing a lot of insecurity, I would say, in England um, and a lot of fear about how this is going to play out because there is – There are some people stockpiling food and – this is such a small thing but it makes me laugh that the taxes on cheese might go up everybody. So people are stockpiling their cheese. That's crazy. I know. So. There are bigger deals than that, but that's what I picked up on. As of today, which by the time that this comes out, it will be less. But anyway, in approximately 50 days, give or take, mm-hmm. um, they have 50 days until Britain is due to leave the European Union. Mm-hmm. And so people are starting to panic that if they don't get out, there could be, there could be all mass kinds of riots, chaos. And they would need to keep the royal Traffic family jams. safe. And so how are they going to do that? Do we know? Well, I think 
from what I've read, and of course the palace is saying they won't comment on it, clearly, because <laughs> it's a top secret Mission. exit plan. Uh-huh. Um, but I think they just dusted off a, an old Cold War escape route and, you know, changed a few details okay. to keep the family safe. One question that I have yeah. is... I might be able to answer it, and I might not. <laughs> Why would they need to evacuate the royal family? Like, are they worried that people are going to be so... Like, why wouldn't people go after members of parliament? And not... the Like, the queen, yeah. as we've said before, has very little political power. So what is the... I don't know. I don't... And I think a lot of people have kind of voiced that and said, well, the royal family really isn't in any danger. But because they're the symbol mm. or a symbol, mm-hmm. if not one of the bigger ones of mm-hmm. Britain, that they might be in danger and that they would want to protect that. That being said, there was a plan to evacuate them during World War II, and they didn't take it. Okay. They said they would stay. Hmm. And so, I mean, even if it did break out and people thought that they were in danger, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if they'd leave. I mean, things like this make me wonder... And then again, we just said that we don't really know what the budget is exactly for the royal family. But stuff like this makes me wonder, like, let's imagine, worst case scenario, you know, because of Brexit, England is in, like, some kind of crazy recession. Like, I wonder if there ever would be a situation where they say, sorry, guys, we don't have the budget for this. We got to cut... Like, I wonder how many things would get cut before, before the, the royal, royal family, family gets cut. That's and what question. would it actually take for the royal family to get cut? Oh, man. Isn't that interesting? And it might depend, like, who was in power. So say Charles takes over. Okay. I don't know if anybody's a big fan of him. Oh, so you think that the likelihood might go up if Charles becomes... The queen is, like, this cute little old lady. Mm-hmm. No one wants to see her out on the street. No. And she's such a institution almost Mm -hmm. that I feel like she's pretty safe but if I I don't know maybe if she wasn't around they might be in more danger huh or not maybe they they wouldn't find the money for them not danger I don't think they would ever do anything nefarious to them who's to say (laughs) who's to say but (laughs) but yeah hmm what would it take to get rid of the royal family well, I do have to say that, as far as I can tell, it seems to say that the likelihood of this happening is very unlikely to come to yeah. pass. So I don't think that we have any immediate things to stress about. But how ironic would it be if we just started a podcast about the royal family and, and then, then they got no cut? More. What would we turn I mean, this into? We could probably get them as guests at that point, so (laughs) it could get real good, guys. (laughs) Stay tuned. Oh, my goodness. That's so funny. I'm just seeing it as an opportunity. (laughs) So positive. (laughs) So uh, our next segment is a new segment that we haven't covered before. I'm very excited about it. And we're calling it Air For It. As in here for it or there for it. Airs. But with airs, you know, those cute little babies that you love like so much. George. And Charlotte. And Louis. Louis. And, you know, baby Sussex. Yeah. 
the little nugget in the stomach. The little nugget with vegan paint. Aww. Um, yeah, so there is some news around these little royal heirs because Charlotte and George have a brand new nanny and people have some feelings about this nanny. Um, I don't know. Including Erica. How do you feel about this <laughs> nanny? I think this nanny is super interesting. Okay, so to give you guys a little context, this nanny, I'm trying to find the exact quote that I wanted. Okay, so the new nanny that they have, um, she was trained at a prestigious college called Norland College, which is in Bath. Uh, they've been open since 1892. That's insane. And they have trained upwards to 10,000 nannies. Which, Marla, did you know that you can go to school to become a nanny? I had no idea you could go to school to become a nanny. I had no idea. Like, the most education I thought there was out there was, like, early childhood education, which yeah. is more like a teacher. Right. Or I think there's a course in Canada you can take if you want to become a babysitter. If you want to become a babysitter? Yeah, but it's just like just a certification. One okay. And it basically just teaches you what to do if a kid is choking. or it, Yeah. It's almost like a first aid class. Oh, okay, cool. So you can be like, you can have your babysitter certification. Did you take that class? <laughs> of course. You did? <laughs> yes. What did you? I babysat so much when I Wait, was a Wait, how old do you have to be to take this class? Would it be like 13 or 14? When are you legally allowed to babysit? I, I think it's different in, I don't, I actually don't I'm going to go with 14. 13 or 14 sounds right. Seems but reasonable. But where did you take this class? Just in my hometown. Like, you know. At, at like a community like center? Like a YMCA okay. or something, you know. That's so interesting. I, I've never heard of anything like this before. But, but that's like a weekend class. It's oh, not like it's not like a semester long course that you're like no, no, slaving no. It's over. It's like maybe even like three weeks. I don't remember clearly. It was a while ago, but it's like a very small class. It was definitely not a college like class. Yeah, like an actual is. like place where you go for uh, some time and study being a nanny. Yeah. Okay, well, this is apparently a very prestigious college. Uh, it's like almost, from what I can, you know, ascertain. Mm-hmm. Did I use that word right? It was beautiful. <laughs> I was like, woo, Ooh. look at her using that word. As soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, Erica, Princess nope. moment. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say it. Uh, anyway, as far as I can tell, um, by the way, the royal nanny is named Maria. As far as I can tell that this uh, college is so prestigious that it's almost like if you have a nanny that is from this college, it's like I'm tipping my hat being like, ooh la la. Very fancy. fancy. Very fancy. Um, This is like the Harvard for nannies. Also, did you see how much they make? No, how much? Most of them make the equivalent of a hundred grand a year once they get out of there, which... That is wild. Which one of my questions was, I don't think I ever would have thought of becoming a nanny, but then I saw that salary and thought, I've made some bad decisions in life. (laughs) And this is one? Yeah. Look at you. Now you're doing a podcast, which you make no money for. (laughs) (laughs) Move it up in the world. Um, Yeah, that's so wild. I I mean, I would imagine that 
this woman, Maria, must be making more than 100000 right? Yeah. Yeah. Just to keep the, her quiet. I mean, I think you keep have her quiet to pay and people quite a bit just to prevent them from writing a book. Right. Totally. Um, and also just, like, you know, to protect the future king. Yeah. But also she's been trained well because what you were telling me about this college. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not just, like, changing diapers and timeouts. No, no, no. Um, apparently, according to an article um, in The Sun, she has a unexpected past which involves self-defense training and evasive training. Or evasive driving, excuse me. She's like the James Bond of nannies. She is, like, a legit James Bond. Yeah. Like Mary Poppins on steroids, the CIA. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mary Poppins. If if she was an undercover agent, yeah, it's crazy. Um, but you know, apparently she's not only there to drive the kids, you know, at high speeds <laughs> <laughs> and protect them from and protect them from uh, ninjas and such. Uh, but she also, you know, uh, this school trains them a lot about outdoor play. Um, they have, like, a very old-fashioned perspective on, you know, education, and a lot of it has to do with, like, fresh air and being outdoors and using a lot of those uh, experiences as, like, part of the educative oh, experience. That makes me feel more royal, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> Why? I, I played in parks. I was outside. I wasn't. I was just inside reading all the time like a nerd. <sighs> <laughs> oh, look at you now. <laughs> look at you now. <laughs> You're eating pims. Oh, and gosh. Talking about Maria. Just throwing them to the side like a <laughs> like a queen who hates pims. Um, do you think the queen likes pims, actually? I wonder if she ever eats store-bought cookies. Or do you think it's, like, only bakery or homemade? That's a good question. Anyway, we got off topic again. Yeah. <laughs> but Now we're getting sidetracked by apparently cookies. Apparently, being a Norland nanny can even take up to three years to complete because it's such rigorous training. It's like steel training. <laughs> you know how they have those... There was, like, a reality show where you had to go through SEAL training. I want to take, like, some just regular mom and make them go through this nanny training. I envision them waking oh up at, like, gosh. 5 o'clock in the morning and be like, check the bushes, check the bushes, there yeah. might be ninjas. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it, this whole thing is, like, such a trip to me. They even have, like, little uniforms. You guys, you have to Google. Just Google Norland nannies. Look at the photos. She looks like Curious as George Keeper. You know what? I don't see it. Really? <sighs> Didn't he wear yellow? Ah, details. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm trying to find a picture of that. Yeah, he's in head-to-toe yellow, which, okay, uh, to be but fair, now that I'm looking at the style, it's very similar. Yeah, I was like, oh, she looks like she should have Curious George in her arms. It's true. I mean, if you picture Curious George's Keeper's outfit just brown mm-hmm. that's what it looks like yeah wow but well 
you were saying aside from that, she has some heavy rules. Oh, yes. And thank you for reminding me. And one of them is that there is a one word that she's banned from using. Not allowed to use it. Marla, do you know what that one word is? I do because you told me. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to hype this. Kid. Yeah, she's not allowed to use the word The word kid. for a baby goat is forbidden. Which is really interesting because apparently the reason why she can't is because it's like a mark of respect for the children as individuals. I don't see how that's disrespectful. But you know what? That's nice. Aw, it just takes away from the, like, he was looking at you, kid. Kid. She's apparently allowed to only call them children or to call them... <laughs> what is the difference between kid and That's what I'm saying. It's like children almost sounds more... Child. Like, child sounds child. evil. Yeah, I would rather... Like kid. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's kid. Like sweet. Hey, child. I mean, I don't think that anyone in England is walking around being like, hey, kid. Hey, kid. <laughs> what is this? We live in Hollywood, Marla. I know. No one is saying that like three times a day. (laughs) Hey, kid. Do you? (laughs) Do you hear that three times a day? No, but it sounds like something you would. Yeah, it does. Like if you have never been to Hollywood. It's like your assumption of what people do in Hollywood. But hey, child. Marla, no one is saying hey, child. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying, if those two words are side by side, I don't see the difference. Yeah, but she's only allowed to call them by their names or to call them children. Children, come here, oh, yeah. children. It sounds nicer. Yeah, it sounds like everything. Kids, come here, kids. It does sound a little bit more proper. It does. When you say it with a Mary Poppins voice, then it makes sense. <sighs> I'm doing Until my best. Then, I'm doing. I did not understand. My best. <laughs> there you have it. Mary well, Poppins it. explains everything. That's great. Can I just give you one more little factoid about the kids before we Can leave this? You ever the segment? Yes. I also read an article this week about. Um, the foods that the kids like to cook at home. Oh, excuse me. The foods that the children like to cook at home. Thank you. That's mm-hmm. more appropriate. Apparently, Charlotte is really into olives, which oh. is cute and weird. Yeah, very adult. Very adult. Hmm. Uh, unless she's putting them on her fingers, but I don't. I don't imagine her doing that. <laughs> no. It doesn't sound like this nanny would stand no. for it. Would not. Mm-mm. You're gonna get a spoon to your butt. Do you think that they're allowed to spank the kids? No. Okay. I don't think so. Interesting. How how could you possibly spank the future king or queen of England? I mean, how interesting would that be, though, to spank a kid and be like, hmm, I think the only people... one day you will rule over me. <laughs> <laughs> but not today, kid. Child. <laughs> not today, child. I feel like only the people ahead of them, you know... No, like, I don't know. What do you say? Like William, maybe, if he wanted to spank. Although, I, I think both Kate and William are against spanking. You think that or you know that? Is it just like an instinctive gut feeling or you think you've heard that somewhere? I think I've heard this somewhere. Hmm. Because I vaguely remember, though I didn't read very closely, that a lot of people were talking about like how they like to get down on their level to talk to them. Oh, that's cute. So you would never see like... Queen Elizabeth or Charles ever getting down on their level like when they were kids but you'll notice it with like George and Charlotte that Mm. Kate will get down and like talk to them eye to eye Mm. and so I'm guessing parents that do that probably don't spank their kids 
But these are a lot of assumptions and judgments. On I mean, my I part. can't imagine them spanking their kids. No. So I think the nanny wouldn't either. I don't know. She looks pretty tough. She looks tough. But maybe <laughs> that's so that she doesn't have to do it. That's true. They're just afraid of her. Anyway, the other thing that I was going to say was that apparently they really like making cheesy pasta, which is cute. <laughs> but also, what is cheesy pasta? Just call it mac and cheese. I feel like there's an upward trend of people calling mac and cheese cheesy pasta lately. Really? It happened on The Bachelor like two years ago or something. Is it so it seems more sophisticated? Like I have no <laughs> it idea. It doesn't sound sophisticated. Cheesy if that's pasta. the goal, it's not working. No. If you were going to make it sound more sophisticated, maybe it'd be like pasta. Pasta. Yeah, there you go. That sounds fancy. There. It's mac and cheese, you guys. Just face it. But for, like they're like every they're just like us guys. They like mac and cheese. I know. I wonder if they're making it, you know, they're not eating craft, right? They must be using real cheese. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Though I would love it if they just are like open it up a box. Yep. Just get that blue box out. Putting some powder on. <laughs> calling it cheesy pasta. <laughs> All right, our next segment. Is a what would Lizzie do? Oh, back again. Back again. And we have a listener question. Great. This question is from Jackie. Hi, Jackie. And she writes, my husband and I got ourselves into a significant amount of debt. Hmm. And it's caused big problems for us. How do we tackle this problem? Oh. Well, you're jumping right in on there. Jumping right in. That's a hard question. That is a hard question, especially hmm. because we've just discussed that the queen gets all her money from the government. Not all of it. A nice chunk of it. But where else do they get their money from? My, my impression was that they always got their money from the government. They also have a fortune to themselves. What does that mean? Like they've got their own money. Isn't that money that came from the government? I mean, if you want to trace it back. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Because when you say that they have their own fortune, it's like, that's not money. I mean, maybe it's accruing interest if it's in a bank. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess it is so much money that it would just be accruing a ton of interest. Yeah. Like, I think, and William and Harry have money that they inherited from Diana. and. But isn't that also, <laughs> it's the same, isn't it? It's all No, from- because it would be from, like, the Spencer fortune. Because Diana Spencer had her own money when she came into the family. So when she died... She gave, like, there was an inheritance. I didn't know this. You're speaking new things to me. For William and Harry. But this isn't helping our, helping our listener. Oh, I'm sorry. Think. Now I want to know more. I know. That's how I cover up the fact that that's all I know, people. <laughs> it's not helping the listener. We should probably move on. Yeah, okay. So, Marla, do you have any thoughts about what Lizzie would do? I think we should, first of all, clarify that this is not actual... Uh, advice from the queen. It's just us fantasizing what the queen would do so that we don't get ourselves into legal trouble with the queen. We don't want her uh. knocking down our doors saying, Lizzie. I never said that. Lizzie. Lizzie, Lizzie, Lizzie. Come on. Come on. We're just two humble people making We're a podcast. doing our best. <clears throat> All right. Well, now that she's spoiled the illusion, <laughs> <laughs> this is what Lizzie would say to do. Well, there sounds like there's two problems here, right? Mm-hmm. They've got a lot of debt, mm-hmm. and it's causing big problems. Oh, interesting. You're tackling this from a different angle. I like it. 
and it's causing big problems mm-hmm. for them. So I would say Jackie. First of all, it sounds like you and your husband need to get on the same page and be a team about it. You know, mm-hmm. like when Philip runs people over with a car, gets in all sorts of crazy trouble. Yeah, Lizzie backs him up. Okay, they're a team. They're a united front. That's so, interesting. I would say, first of all, Lizzie would say, always be on your partner's side. That's cute. I like this. I like where this is going. So that you can tackle this together. Uh-huh. And then as far as the financial problems go, mm-hmm. what do you think Lizzie would say? You know, I was thinking that mm-hmm. maybe <laughs> you would cause some kind of international scandal. Maybe Ooh. you end somebody. And take their life insurance money. Oh, yeah. Maybe. That would be a true royal way of dealing with it. Yeah. My, I mean, my thought process was like, we're going to go somewhere shady with this. Yeah. She's going to scheme. She's going to hide behind her but cute make little sure. outfits and her smile and her wave. Mm-hmm. And she's going to do something s- sneaky. Sneaky. Because that's, you know, the royal family. If you trace back that lineage. They, they are were just sneaky. All about stealing land. Killing people off, taking their they were sneaky people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was thinking. Okay, so insurance fraud. Mm-hmm. Insurance fraud. <laughs> that's my answer. Because <laughs> um, like the other option is like maybe sell some of right or also, goods, but I don't think the queen would do that. No, she's not selling any jewels. No, or artwork or anything like that. No, she's not doing that. But she does get people to pay for things for her. So maybe. <gasps> She would tell you to go the way of an influencer. <laughs> oh, yeah. You could become a social media influencer. That's yeah. good. That's good. And just start getting, you know, people to pay your rent for you. It's worked for her and the government. This is genius. Yeah. Well, Jackie, I hope that helps. Good luck to you. Yeah. I hope you guys uh, stick together mm-hmm. and commit maybe commit fraud. some crimes. Crimes. <laughs> <laughs> It'll bond you together forever. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, guys. If you enjoyed, please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. Reviews really help people find our show. So important. Uh, if you have a listener question that you would like to submit for a future episode, go ahead and shoot us an email at theroyaltypod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram if you just can't get enough of this fun content. Follow us at The Royalty Podcast. Uh, You can also find us on Facebook. Just search Royalty. It's all one word. And that's it. Thanks for listening. Have a good week, you guys. And And stay stay royal. royal.